Joining us now, the former Ute himself, our good friend Christian Cox. Hi, Christian. How are you? Doing good. How are you, my friend? Hey, could not be better. Uh, hanging out outside, it's a it's an absolute gorgeous day. But Christian, uh, oh. what what were kind of your major takeaways from that game against Northern Illinois for the Utes? Uh, you know, you look back on games. Last year's game, I watched the whole thing. You know, Utah barely squeaked out a, a road win because of Chase Hansen's big picks uh, six to end the game. Uh, you, you don't want to give these guys excuses. It, they look like they were zombieing around that first half, just like everyone's talked about. And whether it was the 11 a.m. start or overlooking their opponent, um, I thought I thought Utah kind of dragged their feet. And um, it, again, I, I hate using parallels because some people don't really follow the old days. But there was a game we played against Weber State in 2008 that we came out in the first half. I think we we're only up like 21 to seven or. 21 to 10. This is when Coach McBride was up there at Weaver. And I remember Gary Anderson just lit into everyone, and everyone came out in the second half and put together a, a decent game. But you just can't let these inferior opponents just hang around. And uh, it seems like Utah historically has struggled with, you know, dual threat quarterbacks. And this, this QB from Northern Illinois is not necessarily with his game plan to be running, but that first half, you know, the, the, the pass lanes. The way the D tackles were coming down, they just were opening up that middle section. He was able just to cut them and got them easily. And it's kind of similar to what Zach Wilson was able to do years past. You look at, you know, Andy Dalton was was always a threat, and so was Taysom Hill. So Utah struggled with, you know, some running quarterbacks that could run, but that kid was throwing some good balls in the first half, and second half was pretty boring. It was a pretty snoozing game, but you got the same production that you would expect out of Zach Moss. And, I'm sure Kyle is laying into these guys as they prepare for Idaho State, and they're going to get another, you know, opponent that may be a snoozer, but they need to improve in practice and show up on game day and win, you know, 45 to zero or 60 to zero to to kind of show that they're making the, the next steps. What did you make of the back end of Utah's defense, uh, Christian? Is this a problem area, or was that just an anomaly? What 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 do you make of that? Yeah, it was kind of a combination of lack of pressure, right, um, and just some boneheaded mistakes on the back end. You know, Julian Blackman, he played money uh, against BYU, but it just didn't seem like they were as crisp in that first half, and they were letting things, uh, you know, pass completions that weren't there, uh, you know, for Zach Wilson against BYU. And, um, you know, there's going to be scheme issues at times, but you need people to step up and make plays and where I've been somewhat concerned um, you know I, I I think Bradley and I is one of the most terrific pass rushers but you know against BYU he wasn't necessarily around as much Mika Tafua I think had a great game but we need more you know pressure on the quarterback to put him in bad positions and that's what you didn't really see in that first half against Northern Illinois that you saw in the third quarter against BYU and that's how your back end can be protected, right? You're, you have new guys settling in uh, at their positions, but you need a you need a better turnaround. And Utah needs to get you know put more pressure on the QB. Uh, they didn't get enough in that first half, and that's kind of what I'm judging that game on. <laughs> Christian Cox with us, 97.5 and 1280 the zone. What do you think about Tyler Huntley? 14 and 19, 214 yards. Had a score. Had a little more opportunity this week than he did in the BYU game. 
Yeah, kind of interesting, but you know, similar stats, right? Sub twenty throws, not throwing a ton in shotgun. I mean, under under center quite a bit in shotgun a little bit. You know, under under shot under the center way more than I expected, and um, he, he he played clean. I think that's what Kyle wants him to do. That's what Eddie Lugwood wants him to do. Uh, Zach Moss is the premier player, and I guess I guess for me, and this is what can be expected all season. I, I, again, I keep pulling back to 2008 because that's when Andy was the coordinator. They're going to play a conservative con- control-style ball, and that's what Utah's pretty much played for a long time, right? They tried to experiment with Troy Taylor, and would you rather you know, win games and control the game, or would you rather step on the throat and be an offensive juggernaut? And I think Utah fans long and want to be the team of 2004 with the Fiesta Bowl, and I just don't think that'll that's Utah's, you know, uh realm of possibility, right? That's just the offense that everyone's kind of measured everything against the last 15 years. Can we be as explosive and strong and Utah's had glimpses of it and uh I think under the current regime it's going to be control style, defense first, Zach Moss running, Tyler Huntley playmaking with his legs at times, but he's more of a thrower in the pocket and uh if he can continue to not turn the ball over and not get hurt I think he can manage this offense well. And uh, watching the, the Texas, you know, LSU game over the weekend as well was interesting because for how long have we watched LSU just be a team that just kind of plays not to lose and they'll pound the ball down your throat and the Leonard Fournette's of the world, the Darius Geises of the world. But finally they played an offense that was, hey, we're going to take control and we're, gonna, we're not just going to run for a minute, we're going to win uh, by scoring touchdowns. And Utah's trying to find its balance. I just don't think Utah's identity is something like that with the current OC and Andy Ludwig. I think they're going to play conservative and just control and get each win and move on to the next week. And as much as Utah fans want this explosive, explosive offense, uh, I just don't think it exists. So, Christian, what's going to happen when the Utes face a team like Washington State? Or, you know, uh, some of the other passing teams around the league, are they going to be able to limit those kinds of offenses so that they don't have to score a bunch of points? Or the defense might contribute with a touchdown like they've been doing. But can they keep up? Can they limit them? And can that offense keep up with that kind of attack? Yeah, I I think 100% they can keep up with it. I think last year's Washington State game was – you know, Utah, if you remember the feeling of the game and measuring the game, Utah basically controlled the, the entire game. And in the second half, just came up short. I think they only scored three points in the second half. And on the, in the fourth quarter, gave up that big 80-yard bomb um, from Menchu on the sideline that really, you know, kind of put the stake in the heart of the Dracula, right? Um, I, think, I think Utah... I think they'll play conservative and play their style of ball and try to get their turnovers. And I just, we, we want Utah to be something they're not. They're a very high power defense, a very strong physical offensive line and have one of the best running backs and they're going to control the game on the ground. And where you'll run into trouble is if you are not converting in the red zone, if you're not converting on third down and if you're not getting touchdowns and you're only getting field goals, you'll run into exactly what Stanford did on the road against SC. They were up 20 to 10. Uh, they never scored a point in the second half and lost, you know, from, you know, USC's freshman QB that had three touchdowns. So it really boils down to, 
you know, that's why we play the games in the conference. And I am stoked to see how Utah responds differently this year compared to previous years against Washington State, right, against Washington. And uh, if Utah can show up and win those games, and if they do, there is no doubt that they deserve an opportunity to not only play in the Rose Bowl, but, you know, win uh, and play in a, a college football playoff. That also goes for their next challenge, which is in two weeks. You know, how well can they play against SC on the road, who now has found a very strong QB that's efficient, that's, you know, only a freshman out of Arizona. So it's the Pac-12, it's, it's only revving, revved up, and, you know, it's hard not to look past opponents, but I'm already eyeing two weeks from now, and Kyle's got to find his way to make sure his team is getting better every single week before they keep staring at the Trojans and the, and the Coliseum in two weeks from now. So expand on that a little bit, uh, Christian, uh, having played for Coach Whittingham. How does he approach these FCS games to do just that, use it as, as uh, an, another week to improve, even though it's pretty much a guaranteed victory? Yeah, right. You know, you look at, you know, whether it was, you know, playing against a quality SUU team that came in and played them tough first game of the year. Weavers come down and played us tight. Uh, it's as much for the team to get good reps, the number ones, but it's as, it's as important for these kids that are on the, the second and third uh, part in the depth chart, right? So young players can get game game uh, experience that can help them later down the season. But you guys know Kyle. You guys know Kyle, you know, probably better than I do. I obviously played for Kyle, but Kyle Whittingham is the most competitive, loyal, uh, strong-willed, um, no-nonsense person that demands the most from his team. And you know that as, uh, as a player for him. You look at him, he's like the dad you're trying to win over. You're just trying to, to win him over and, and get his good job. And uh, once you, you know, uh, are one of his people, he'll always have your back. And, and this entire team for Utah, I think they have a special opportunity. And uh, I think this season could go down just like some of these others is special. But you have to play the games. You have to improve every single week. And uh, getting ready for Idaho State is a, an opportunity for them to try some new things out on offense. But, again, I think we forget Andy Ludwig is in, implementing his old offense with newer schemes with new players. It's a, it's a first-year offense for Tyler Huntley, but no better guy to, to be able to run it than, than he and Zach Moss. So I think this is a great time for them to put up 60 points and hold them to seven and really get ready for USC the, the following week. In that run-up to USC, any concerns about that offensive line, Christian? No, you know, I've, I've heard Gunther on a couple times. I've heard Hans and his, you know, the, the breakdown of, of the hogs in the middle. I'm not, I'm not worried about it because they have the bodies. They have some really, obviously, they're rotating a couple of guys. But I think they'll be able to control clock and they'll control line of scrimmage. It really comes down to, I think, Tyler Huntley, can he stay healthy and not make mistakes on the road against SC? Because uh, if I'm not mistaken, he, has, he didn't play two years ago against SC. Um, I think Troy Williams was the player that they lost in double OT or in overtime or went for it for two at the end of the game. But it comes down to Huntley. And can they come up with big pass plays? Britton Covey was that guy with kickoff returns in the past or a big pass catch against SC on the road. 
it's who are these players, uh, and I think they actually have them, uh, that can be special. But it really boils down to can Huntley open it up a little bit more on the road against SC because from the previous two games, and you know, maybe Andy Ludwig is a genius that he's playing conservative to open it up big time against SC because, you know, the fact that Huntley's only thrown sub-20 times in two games, the first two, is, is very interesting to me. Christian, thank you so much as always. We appreciate you jumping on. Of course. See you, Jake. Bye, Gordon. See you. Thanks, Christian. Christian Cox, former Ute, former Patriot, Ute analyst for us here on the station for a long, long time. All-around good dude. Yeah. Yeah. A he's, fine clarinetist, uh, right, gentlemen? He, right? Correct. He's yeah. not he's not really concerned about Utah's offense. He thinks that they have the makings to uh to win the Pac twelve, uh, regardless of how it's done. Well more straight ahead on the big show, ninety seven five and twelve eighty the zone.